It's time for episode 286 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast whose title sort of rhymes with surmise. I surmise that I am joined by my co-host across the vast and ever-changing internet. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm Micah Sargent, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I surmise that I'm Micah Sargent, and I'm joined by my co-host across this vast and ever-changing internet, Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Hi, Micah, if that is your real name. Uh, I am doing quite well. Thank you. Oh, boy. I'm happy to hear that. We all are doing quite well, I hope. Uh, I'm excited to introduce these awesome guests we have with us this week. To my left is Friends in Your Ears podcaster, as well as I like this little Twitter uh, Twitter. I don't honor you have going here. The official PCALC Pascal beta tester (laughs) and business unicorn. It's Kathy Campbell. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Micah. So happy to have you here this week. Excited to be here. And to my left, it is uh, a writer of the OmniFocus book and a co-host of Automators right here on Relay FM. It's Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. Hello. We are delighted to have you back. Well, I'm delighted to be back. And I... I'm delighted to kick things off. You know how this works. We have got 30 minutes, four topics, and I'm starting with this. Apple has announced a new iPad mini that supports the Apple Pencil. Fun. Are you or anyone you know thinking about getting this device? And who do you think the mini is is really for? Kathy, we'll start with you. So last March, my dad wanted to buy my mom an iPad. And she wanted the mini. And I told my dad no, because it was the same mini that my daughter lost two years ago on an airplane. Uh, So she has a full size and it's fine. However, now that the new one's coming out and it's going to presumably be better, um, faster, stronger. uh, That's how that goes, right? Um, the, The mini is perfect for people that want something portable, something smaller than the big one that they can just slip in their purse or for children's sized hands. Mm, mm, yes, all of the children's sized hands. Even if you're not a child, you may have children's sized hands. I don't know. Um, so I, you know what? I had an iPad mini for, uh, for a couple of years. I really liked it. Uh, it was one of the, I think it was the second iPad mini model. Uh, and I really enjoyed the size of it. It was so easy to like pop in a small bag or something when I wandered around and like just want to take a, uh, a device that was larger than my phone with me. Um, and I really, I, I liked the form factor a lot. I think ultimately I switched away from it because the, the updates to it kind of stagnated and because, you know, the temptation of a much larger screen is tough to resist. That said, I think there are probably a lot of people who really like the small size and low weight of the mini. Not that an iPad is particularly heavy, but the the mini is just so diminutive. Like I, I find it just a it's a delightful little machine. And I definitely have uh, like some of my cousins' kids have used uh, iPad minis in the past, uh, and I think it really works well for a, a lot of kids uh, in terms of a device that's just easier for them to handle than a, a large iPad. 
and it's just you know having a variability in the lineup you know there's there's something for everybody if you want a smaller ipad now you can get one uh you know apple maybe you should think about what if people want smaller phones just throwing that out there maybe they should think about that maybe they will who knows rose what about you i would get it but it uses the former uh, Apple Pencil design, and I don't want to have to have two Apple Pencils. And though I love the idea of the Logitech crayon, I don't want to have multiple things that I have to remember to carry around and charge. So I previously had, I want to say it was a Mini 2, and there was a Mini 4, and my grandmother now has my old Mini 4, and that's her out-of-the-house iPad, because my grandmother lives the multi-pad lifestyle. Um, and <laughs> and uh, it's it's great for her, and it works really well, and I miss it, because I have teeny tiny clutches, those are handbags that you hold in your hand for people not familiar, and I have one that would, or actually two, because I bought it in two colors, that fit the iPad mini perfectly. Like, there's, there's just a little bit of extra room in there, so like the increased height is not going to be a problem, and being able to always have an iPad with me would be so good. But at the same time, it's a very small screen. There's a reason why I have an 11-inch iPad Pro. And so if I got the mini, would I go back to a 12.9-inch iPad Pro? But I have a 13-inch MacBook Air. So just, like, where am I going here with all these sizes? Apple, stop releasing things and making my life complicated. Um, On the other hand, keep releasing things because it means that people get updates. So (laughs) they can't win here. Do you ever get to say... Uh, you'll never escape my teeny tiny clutches because I think that would be good. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I, I could say that to to my 11 inch iPad Pro, but it won't even like fit in there vertically, sticking out the top because it's one of the ones that folds over. So, uh, I mean, my iPad does escape right now, but only right now. So we'll see. Well, uh, great answers all around. I definitely think the iPad Mini is awesome. Um, I used to have one and used it for a really long time. I remember I got the iPad Air, I think the first iPad Air that ever came out. And um, then the iPad Mini uh, was sort of calling my name. And so I chose to, I think I like sold my iPad Air or something like that, got the iPad Mini, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then I gave it to, when I upgraded to the iPad Pro models, I gave the iPad Mini to my grandma. Um, She was using some old Dell Inspiron 0.7, you know, computer and it was slow and it was bad and it was all bad. Um, she got the iPad mini and she emails and, and Facebooks and messages and does everything like almost everything on it, her bill paying, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, she loves the iPad mini. And so I would love to upgrade her to the new iPad mini and uh, potentially because she likes to do crosswords and stuff like that. It could be, f- excuse me, <clears throat> because she likes to do uh, New York Times crossword puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that there could be some potential for the the Apple Pencil use as well. But I certainly think there's a place in the lineup for the iPad mini. A lot of people talked about, you know, the kids iPad and for sure it is. But I think uh, what I th- was it? Was it Kathy who said uh, children sized hands? I really like that term because, yeah, anybody, including one of my best friends, has very small hands. And uh, she has always really liked the iPad mini as well. So super cool that that device is available to folks. And who knows? Maybe I'll end up with an iPad mini of my own because I really did love that form factor. All right. Thank you all for your answers on that. Let's go to our next topic, which comes from Kathy. 
On this new product train, the new AirPods were announced this morning. And while I'm excited, I'm also really sad because I can't unstick and transfer my awesome Relay FM AirPod sticker. And we'll have to buy a new one, which is fine because it comes with a pin this time, so it works. Uh, so my question is, how do you customize your devices? Stickers, cases, keeping it pristine? How do you roll? I I don't. So I have a pile stickers because i refuse to put stickers on any of my devices <laughs> i never know what to do with the stickers also because i feel like it requires a like a like a high degree of commitment to something it's like oh I'll put this sticker on there and i can never move it and i can never get rid of this thing uh, and i only have one sticker i'll get decide so uh, it's, it's apparently stickers are very fraught for me um so yeah as far as my macs go i don't put anything on those uh my ipad has just a you know the, the smart keyboard attached to it no stickers or anything on that uh, I do have a case on my iPhone, but it's just like a really, you know, $10 silicone case that was probably reviewed favorably by the wire cutter. Uh, but other than that, I don't really, I don't really do the, the decoration thing. I just, I like the looks of Apple's devices as they are. I'm not like a bumper sticker person on my car either. Like I was, I was drummed out of me by my father who absolutely refused <laughs> to ever have bumper stickers on our car. I think the only thing I've ever had on a car is I once, when I was in college, I had a like window cling decal from my school, but that was literally it. So I guess I'm boring is the answer. I used to be boring. I also used to have a pile of stickers. And I decided that this pile of stickers is a pretty awesome pile of stickers, but it's a pile of stickers and it keeps like falling over on my desk because it was getting pretty tall and it was turning into the leaning tower of stickers. So I bought uh, clear cases. So you know that you can buy these shell cases for Macs, iPads, iPhones, etc. So I bought uh, one for my Mac and I stuck it and I put that case on there and I stuck the stickers on that, which is now great because I am... Uh, now selling that MacBook Pro or will be because Apple just messed up my schedule by releasing iMacs, which we'll get to. Um, and so now I'm going to be able to just pop that shell off and I can either put this on the new MacBook Pro that I was given at work, which is also 15 inches, or I could just stick it on my wall somewhere um, or just put it somewhere where I can look at it and go, hey, these are pretty cool stickers. So I use the clear plastic shell casings. Dan's got a lot of sticker stress, clearly. And I, I understand that. Um, I don't, I, I have, uh, this cabinet that I usually keep in my office. It's in my office right now. And by keeping my office, I mean like in any place that I've lived, I've had it in that space. And, uh, inside these doors that open up is where I put all of my stickers. Um, and so that is where all of my stickers go. They have a place that is sort of hidden away, but also I can open it up and appreciate all the stickers I've collected over time. Um, I used to have an iPad with stickers all over it. And, and then now, um, I pretty much just stick to, uh, a case being my customization feature. So for my iPhone, that usually means some sort of colorful case. But for my iPad Pro, that's just uh, the keyboard case. So nothing special there. And then my MacBook Pro is, yeah, it's pristine, um, un uncovered. But I do like the idea of putting a clear case on there, and then you can stick them up however you want. Uh, Kathy, any last thoughts on that? Absolutely. That clear case is what I do on my MacBook Adorable as well. Um, because I, I was having anxiety sticking it on the actual device, but a clear case, totally fine. Um, and the same with my iPad Pro, uh, with the way that the keyboard case wraps around the back, I have my stickers on the keyboard case. Um, and so 
that's where they are, but not on the device itself. I have a variety of cases for my phone that I'll change depending on my mood. Um, and stickers make me happy. Uh, my iMac has a row of the relay stickers that have been signed by the hosts of the show. Um, and they are uh, washi taped to my iMac. So in the future, if I swap my iMac, I have... I can move those along with it. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the first half of the show, folks. We've done well so far, but now <laughs> it is time for halftime. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode are the folks to go to. They offer the fastest hardware and network with outstanding customer support if you ever need help. And it's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. And guess what? Their block storage is available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, and soon to be released in Tokyo. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is out of beta and includes an officially supported Python CLI. And right now, Linode is hiring. If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com slash careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Plans start at a gig of RAM for just five bucks a month, and they've got high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. Linode has a special offer just for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash clockwise and use the promo code clockwise2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the gig of RAM plan, that's four free months. Wild. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have got nothing to lose. So, Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash clockwise with the promo code clockwise2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Thanks so much to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And Dan, what have you got for us? Three days this week. Three new Apple product launches. Two days left. My question for you folks is, what are you still hoping that you might see before the week is out? Rose? Well, I'm, I'm going to steal one that everybody's hoping to use, air power. Um, we all want to see air power, obviously. I'm also really hoping for iMacs with T2 chips, though that seems very unlikely that we're going to get those right now because it requires an SSD. And guess what? The iMac still comes with a spinning hard drive if you buy the wrong model. So, um, yeah, those are the two that I'm really hoping for. And I'm not sure we're going to see either of them this week. Well, let's see what else is left there in the bottom of that barrel. Um, a, a, a new car, uh, <laughs> a new home pod. I honestly don't know. Um, I also want to see air power, frankly. Uh, so you know what? This isn't a draft. This is not Jason yeah. Snell is not here. He doesn't control me or is he? Oh no. no. Oh God. <laughs> Jason, get out of here. I'm also choosing air power and you can't stop me. Kathy Campbell, tell us what you think. Uh, I, too, am going to choose air power. Yes! Uh, <laughs> so you're saying I could have picked a better topic is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, it's just we're all very, like, okay, so here's my guess. I think tomorrow will be air power, and then maybe Friday they'll announce cheaper HomePod? Maybe? <laughs> you sound very, very certain of your prediction. It's really the octave, 
your voice went <laughs> yeah. out there that really <laughs> sold me. Even higher, then I'll believe you even more. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of because they've done three days of products, you know, Happy Spring or whatever, and so why stop at three? So do Air Power, but then literally cannot think of another thing that they would. Announce, iPod so. Touch. Mac Rumors had an article on the on the new iPod Touch that was going to oh, so be announced. Now you're just today. wait. Now you're just sneaking my stuff. Yeah, Dan. Dan, it's <laughs> your sorry. turn. It's your turn. What What do you What do you uh, hope to see? Oh uh, well, clearly Air Power. Clearly, right? <laughs> Everybody else has said it. No, I, I think tomorrow is a new iPod Touch, and I think it will have wireless charging capability, so that when Apple releases an Air Power on Friday, they'll be like, "Look, you can charge your new iPod okay. Touch or your new AirPods okay. or your iPhone." So that's that's what I'm throwing out there. And I do want to see AirPower. I'm actually, despite the many problems and its its strange and varied history, uh, I have a use for a, a charging pad that can charge more than one gadget. And I like the look of Apple's, you know, little, little charging mat thing. So I, I kind of want one to put on my nightstand so I can charge my phone and my Apple Watch overnight without having a mess of cables. Uh, and then I can, like, put my cables away and, and just leave those in my, like, to-go bag. So I, I'm... I'm bullish on air power, I guess is what I'm saying, as apparently we all are. So Mm -hmm. I guess we'll see. But thank you all for agreeing that we want to see air power this week. (laughs) Uh, Let us go to our final topic of the show, which comes from Rose. Well, Apple's been pretty public this week. Uh, Phil Schiller was on the Accidental Tech Podcast. Colleen Novielli was on Upgrade. That's the iMac product manager for people who've not heard of her. What do you think of this? Should the Apple keep doing this and rolling more people out to talk to us on podcasts? Are we biased thinking that this is awesome as podcast hosts? Ooh, I love that last question that you threw in there. Um, frankly, I am for a more communicative Apple. Um, having because so i think that there are a lot of awesome people doing awesome things at apple and i think that for the most part folks kind of see apple as just this big company and not necessarily unless you have people who you know who work there you don't think about it as sort of individuals doing really cool things there and even when wwdc rolls around even when these apple events roll around and we have people come out on stage and talk it doesn't quite make the connection that it is individuals. And so I'm not as excited about Phil Schiller, um, you know, talking on, on a podcast because it's like Tim Cook going on national television and talking. These are the, the big names, the big faces. I'm super excited about what happened on Upgrade because we have someone who this, you know, we, you, even there you say like, or you said you might not know who this is. Here's who this person is. I love that. I love that we're getting the chance to sort of get to know these awesome people that are behind these initiatives within the company. And so I'm very excited and hopeful that that continues and that it's not just podcasts that it's, you know, Apple's about to release some new news thing. And so seeing more people talking in, I mean, that what did they do? They just, was it Rolling Stone or somebody uh, interviewed the Apple um, internal like music pro app team and talked to those folks. I love that. Let's talk about the individuals working at the company and the teams creating cool stuff and see how they feel about things. Whereas when we talk to Hair Force One and we talk to uh, Phil Schiller and we talk to Tim Cook, it feels more 
more packaged. It feels a little bit more sort of this is Apple communicating with us versus individuals. So yeah, I think it's all very exciting. And sure, there's a little bit of bias like, ooh, that might mean we could get someone on our podcast it says, you know, many podcasters out there, but just opening Apple up to showing the cool people that work there, I think is a very positive thing. Kathy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I like the idea that they're having these uh, individual people come and talk about things, not necessarily the corporate structure presenting. Um, I also like that they're kind of acknowledging the importance of podcasts in news and technology and that sort of thing. Uh, because like you said, they have been going on television shows. They have been doing interviews all over the place with news outlets. Why not do it with the news outlet that is podcasts. Uh, so I like that they're embracing this medium. Um, feel free to come on my podcast, Friends in Your Ears, but they're not podcasters, so it doesn't really qualify. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm okay uh, without having them necessarily on my show. But I like I like the opportunities that it can present to have these voices heard across a wide array of media. Uh, I think this is terrible. I think they should stop immediately, <laughs> dial back, not say anything. Someone needed to take the opposing view. Come on. Air power. Uh, I can't just agree with everybody. That's so boring. Air power. Air power. Uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, for all the reasons you guys said, I, I do think this is good. Uh, it is a interesting change to Apple, which has traditionally been very closed-mouthed in terms of letting uh, employees uh, go on any sort of media basically like right like in steve jobs era it was like steve jobs and that was almost it aside from you know your phil schiller or your uh whoever like highest highest echelons of the apple uh corporate hierarchy so it's nice to have the product managers and the folks who are kind of down in the trenches doing the work uh come on and talk to the you know mix things up a little bit and it really helps showcase obviously apple's much more diverse pool of talent hopefully uh and to go along with that, um, I will say I would I would be interested in this opening up even further down like the the ranks. I think that's less likely to happen. But you know maybe and maybe I'm being selfish here. But like I have friends who work at Apple who are like engineers. <laughs> they can't go on podcasts anymore, uh, and it's sad because I liked talking to them and having them on podcasts. And I understand you don't want people spilling the beans on secret projects or things that haven't been announced yet, but. Uh, most most employees I find are pretty well versed in keeping their mouth shut about the things they need to keep their mouth shut about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be nice if things loosened up a little bit and they acknowledge that, like, look, these are people in the same way that they've loosened up a lot about Twitter and other social media networks. I think people, you know, people from Apple used to basically like stay off social media, but they eventually realized that's not tenable because social media is part of the fabric of our lives. And these are individuals who want to be able to talk about stuff, even if it's not related to technology. So uh, I'm in favor of this. I look forward to seeing uh, more and more folks uh, showing up on these podcasts so that we can get an idea of, of the people behind all the gadgets that we use every day. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm I'm loving that we, uh, we're starting to hear from people that we've never heard of before who are the people behind the products that we use every day. Um, or in my case, the product I'm considering buying, the iMac. It's great to hear from these people. Um, and if the Shortcuts team are interested in coming on automators, uh, David and I will find a spot for them. That's, that's not a problem. 
But uh, I'm, I'm very much hoping we'll get to see more and more of these behind the scenes sorts of people uh, coming out and talking to us and sharing their love for the things that they work on. Because why shouldn't they? Amen. Amen. Well, folks, we have reached the end of the episode, but we have just enough time for a bonus topic. And before that, I want to tell you about fresh books. Everyone likes to save time. You like to save time. I like to save time. It's why you're listening to this podcast, but it's especially important when you're a freelancer. Our friends at FreshBooks can save you up to 192 hours with their super simple cloud accounting software for freelancers. By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. FreshBooks automates late payment email reminders, so you don't have to worry about chasing payments and more time working your magic. That way, you're not sending out reminders going, can you please pay me, please pay me, FreshBooks helps do that for you. With a new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees, so you can see how quickly things happen when all your conversations live in one place. No more tracking down all those different bits and bops from across email and text messages and Google Hangouts and elsewhere. It's all right there in that projects feature. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this show. There's no credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash clockwise. You enter the code clockwise in the how did you hear about us section and boom, you're ready. We thank FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. And here's my bonus topic for you. When your coffee or tea gets cold, do you microwave it? Do you add ice? Do you pour it out? Do you finish it before it ever gets cold in the first place? Do you do something else? What do you do when your hot beverage gets cold? Mostly I'm talking about coffee, but I know we got a tea guy on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, what do you do? Uh, I tend to have a single cup of coffee in the morning. If I don't finish it, it means I didn't need it or I didn't slash want it. Um, and so I will pour it out. However, otherwise I drink it all before it gets cold. Uh, I have multiple cups of tea usually. And I usually, if they, if I let them sit, I will generally microwave them and drink it later. Sometimes I just pour it out. If like Kathy, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need any more. I don't put ice in it. I just think that ruins ruins perfectly fine tea. I drink juice or water. Continue. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what do you do when it gets warm, huh? Uh, it, it doesn't get that warm. So. <laughs> no caffeine. Put it in the fridge. I'm just trying to figure out what the analog was. <laughs> uh, um, so for me, I do not. There's something that is just bad about microwaved coffee. There's something very, very bad about it. Good. It tastes weird. It's not good. It's bad. Um, so if I have a lot of coffee left, I will... Uh, put some ice cubes in it and turn it into iced coffee. Uh, if there's just a little bit left, that thing goes right into the trash. Well, into the sink. It's done. Uh, but typically, I finish the coffee before it gets cold in the first place. Have you considered putting it in a saucepan on the stove and reheating it that way? Because I actually think 
tea similarly doesn't taste as good once you've microwaved it. But if you reheated it in another fashion, it does taste better. Something about the way microwaves work. But I agree with you on that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I might have Throwing to try that, that sometime. It's science experiment. <laughs> A hot water bath. I'll have my dogs breathe on it until it gets hot again. Um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that we have definitely reached the end of another episode, which means it's time to thank our awesome guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me, Micah. It's always a pleasure. And I am Chopler. No. <laughs> Air power. <laughs> Rosemary Orchard, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me again. I was really hoping she was going to say thank you very much for having me, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> this show is the worst, and it is over now. And so all we will do no, is remind Dan, you. No, I love you. <laughs> love you, Dad. It's fine. It's fine. I understand. Uh, I hope all of you out there love us all equally. And we will remind you that until next time, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.